Okay, ready? Okay. <laughs> I'm like picturing Freddie, Freddie Benson. <laughs> in five. In five, four, three. <laughs> putting that wine over there. So okay. Okay. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Young and Getting Wiser. My name's Caitlin. I'm your host, and I'm very excited about today's episode because we have a very special guest, Miss Lydia Rose. Hello, everybody. And I just want to say, I hope you have your pen and paper ready. Yes, seriously. Lydia is a licensed esthetician, she is a skincare guru. She's been licensed for two years and she has so many personal experiences with skin stuff, so much good advice, and she's very honest about what skincare is worth it and not worth it. So she has tons in store for us this episode. Today, we're going to be talking about skin struggles, fighting and taming acne, preventative aging, skincare routines and products, and we're going to answer your questions that you all submitted into the Instagram at Young and Getting Wiser. Ready to get started? Absolutely. Let's do it. The reason I wanted to have a conversation on the podcast about skincare and just have you on the podcast in general is because I feel like skin is such a sensitive topic for a lot of people. And especially in our 20s, it becomes a little hard to manage developing a consistent routine with high quality products and also figuring out everything else that's going on in our life. I know I've had some like difficult things with my skin in the past. I've struggled with acne for literally since I was 13, I think. I used to have it on my cheeks, forehead, chin. And I think a lot of it was the result of getting off of birth control. But it's been a hell of a journey. And I've tried every single product line out there from Proactive to Curology, one of those like recent ones. she's laughing right now for those oh my god you're killing me already (laughs) yeah so I'm really excited to hear what you have to say I know you're going to give some good tips would you want to start by sharing your personal story with your skin and kind of the struggles you've had to face and the journey that brought you to skincare and working with clients of course um what you said before um the first pinpoint I want to make is it's a very emotional journey I think People try to think that skin is vain, your outer shell is vain, but we need to remember this is our quite honestly largest organ. Your skin does so much for you 24-7. I mean, look at the scars, the stretch marks, the literal story that your body is telling. And so I feel like we need to put a little bit more respect on her and everything that our skin does. But personally for me, my skincare journey and what got me into this was from when I was born, I have suffered with eczema 22 years. And I, it's not the fact that I was like, oh, skincare, I had to be into skincare. Um, I really couldn't live comfortably unless I figured out what worked for me and what didn't. Um, and I still currently struggle with eczema today. Unfortunately, it's something that doesn't have a cure. Right. And I have a lot of clients that have dermatitis, eczema, and I love helping them because, you know, it's something that is coming personally. And I feel not to be cocky, but I feel better about the information I'm sharing because I have tried everything. And when I mean everything, Avino knows me very well. (laughs) Eucerin knows me very well. So I know what works and what doesn't work. So I can be very honest in that context. 
And um, even with adult acne, I didn't really have acne in high school. I dealt with eczema mainly, but acne has been something that has become a part of my adult life. And it came when I started an esthetician school. And that became a very large insecurity for me because I'm like, what the hell? I'm going to be an esthetician. People are going to look at me and be like, why doesn't she have clear skin? But now that I've been in this industry and go to therapy <laughs> for a little bit, I've turned it into, I love being an example of acne is normal. Acne yes. is beautiful. I have access to peels, needling, microdermabrasion, all of that. And it still happens. So I love being, a, being an example of normalizing the fact that skin is skin and skin is going to be skin. Yes. You live with it and you can still be proud of it. And also my last little fact of why I became an esthetician is just overall skin health. Um, I might get a little emotional over this, but throughout my family, I have watched a lot of people go through skin cancer. And that is something I take very close to heart. And recently I had a direct family member deal with skin cancer and I feel like people don't realize that that is still cancer, um, even though it can be removed and to spread that knowledge of this is still a very dangerous thing. Take care of your skin because when you take care of your skin, you're taking care of yourself. Yes. And I feel and to relate back to one of your previous episodes of the whole toxic self-help thing is. I feel like a part of my journey and one of the reasons why is because I love helping people as much as I can be the black cat personality. I still very much love helping people, spreading knowledge, spreading accurate information. Yeah. Yeah. Your passion definitely shines through your work. And I think <laughs> thank you so much for sharing that and being vulnerable, especially about the skin cancer stuff and how it actually is a serious thing. And it's today is the day to kind of start working to prevent those things from happening to us and when you were talking about skin being your largest organ at the very beginning that is so accurate and so true and I think that often gets overlooked I mean between like the detergents that we're putting in our clothes that go on our bodies as far as from like that end to like your sheets to your skincare products there's so mm -hmm. many factors that play into kind of what goes into your skin and then eventually goes into your body and I really like that you brought that point up and I wanted to like add on to that a little bit but yeah, yeah and you like you having that journey with eczema I think definitely shows that you've been through it before and you've also been working through this your whole life you said that you just recently started getting acne as an adult and I think that's something that a lot of people cross out and when it comes to possibilities but especially with women I've heard a lot about acne coming when you're kind of in your 20s or 30s or beyond and it's kind of labeled in its own category like it's not it's no longer teen acne that just comes from these hormonal changes or just your sex hormones and everything it's genuine deep-rooted issues from hormones from just like things going on in your body stress and all this stuff that comes from being an adult and I don't think there's enough awareness out there for adult acne. It's a serious thing. And if you suffer with adult acne, like you are not alone. So many people have it. I still have it. And Lydia was saying she still has it. And like even being an esthetician, it's really interesting where you were like, 
I how am I going to be an esthetician with adult acne? And it's it ends up being a thing. It's just like everyone struggles with it. You can take care of your skin, have access to all the resources. But at the end of the day, it's not about having access to these resources or not. It's just kind of about like your body and what goes through it. But of course, you're going to share ways to <laughs> avoid getting through yes, all those of issues and kind of just like work on preventative measures and helping your skin be beautiful from the inside out. Of course, yes, that's one of the main things. You'll hear me talk about it a lot this episode. What happens inside shows on the outside. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of the a lot of us know about this because I mean when you're stressed, you can't really hide it because you're probably gonna get three breakouts. Yeah. When you're PMSing, you can't hide it. So I really want to already put an emphasis on the inside is equally as important as the outside. Yes. And I feel like that point of view for a lot of things has been on the rise, especially on social media. I've been seeing it way more. When I initially started struggling with acne as a teen, it was like just on the external side and like Accutane being dished out left and right, birth control being dished out. We can talk about that, by the way. Accutane gives me the chills. Oh, yeah. I have much to say about her. Absolutely. Yeah, I can, <laughs> I can add to that. But Accutane, birth control, all these things that are trying to target the external parts of your skin, I think, especially for acne and even other, I think, skin disorders. Um, it's just it's just crazy to think about. But I love that you're coming with this theme of inside out. And I love that. So with that being said, I want to hear what is your current skincare routine? What are you currently doing? And then I'll share mine and then we can compare. I want to see kind of the differences between someone who's a professional in this stuff and then someone who's mm -hmm. kind of just holding on for dear life. <laughs> So I'm going to read mine real quick just so we can hear yours and have like a very fresh comparison. Okay. <laughs> okay. AM, Cetaphil Cleanser, Timeless Vitamin C Serum, 10%. CeraVe Daily Moisturizer with SPF and then Aquaphorin Lips. PM, same Cetaphil Cleanser, CeraVe Hydrating Toner. I use Azalic Acid, which was a prescription from my dermatologist. He says to use it twice a day. I only use it once. Oops. And Neutrogena Hydro Boost Moisturizer. I'm scared. <laughs> How does that sound? It's not as bad as you think it's oh, going to okay. be. Um, I think that, well, first of all, I'm going to treat this as a consultation now. So right now with your routine, are you happy? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take that as a no. <laughs> I'm I'm decent with it. I just got off mm -hmm. spironolactone and I'm or I never okay. say it right. Spironolactone. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to fight the comeback that I heard kind of comes with it. I'm content with it. I know it could be a little better. My skin's decent. It's not ideal. What are some of your concerns right now? For me, I yeah. I struggle with um I have combination skin, I believe, but I feel okay. like that's my first issue cuz I don't really even know what kind of skin I have. I think I have oily and dry and that's, that's combination. So okay. it doesn't, people usually get it confused with they're like, well, not just my T-zones oily, like your, my T-zones dry, dry. And then my cheeks are oily. That's still combination. Combination is just the combination. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Perfect. Of the two, of the two <laughs> skin types. So you don't have to fit in the box of just the T-zone being oily. If okay. you have dry patches or dry areas on your face, I shouldn't say dry patches, but dry areas on your face, 
then that's still combination. It doesn't matter where it is on your skin. Good to know. And everyone mm-hmm. listening can now see if they have combination skin. I love it. So I would say combination with some acne, especially around my chin, which I relate mm-hmm. to hormonal changes. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't say always bank on hormonal when it's around the lower area of the face. It's most likely the case, but acne is unique. Skin is unique. I always say that skin is like a toddler. It's either it's it's going to tell you when it wants food, when it wants its diaper changed, when it wants <laughs> uppies or whatever, or it's going to kick, scream, and cry until you figure out what it wants. So hormonal could be, but I am not going to say always. But it seems like with your journey and then understanding and you've gone to professionals and all that kind of stuff, it seems like, yes, it is hormonal. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good to know, though, about how it's not always hormonal when it's there. Because you see, I see all these like face mapping things just randomly thrown around. And I never know kind of what's the most accurate source of information. I'm going to say one of my favorite quotes that I say all the time. Skincare is personalized, never generalized. Yes. One skincare product, routine, video, something that someone is getting paid to say in, in an ad, that is not going to fit you always. Mm-hmm. So that's why I guess I should put a little plug in right now. But um, so I really think that go speak to professionals. There's a lot. I mean, even me, I answer DMs. If someone has a skincare question, Yes, I will, mm-hmm. of course, answer that DM. Speak to local estheticians wherever you are. Talk to professionals because my trigger word, TikTok. Um, TikTok is not a licensed professional. So right. whether it's an esthetician, a dermatologist, um, some other type of skin therapist, go speak to them and figure it out because I know we'll get into it later, but TikTok, no. Mm. absolutely not I kind of got some of my ideas for my routine off of TikTok I admit and I feel like so many people have because we see the influencers kind of being like use this product but have you gotten anything from your current routine off TikTok or like what's your going back to like our main thing what's your current routine right now well to finish off I don't see anything bad with your routine um oh I forgot If you are looking for help with breakouts and combination skin, I'd say use a more targeted cleanser. I actually love azelaic acid. Azelaic acid Mm. is something that sometimes I keep in my routine. And that really helps with uh, balancing sebum on the face. Take note. One of my favorite things to tell clients is keep track of your skin. Keep track of how your skin feels. And especially my clients that have menstrual cycles each week keep track of how your skin feels because that helps whether uh, you know which moisturizer to use or whatever um, on a certain day a certain week that really helps kind of categorize and organize it because skincare can get so much so quick uh so yeah just a little quick little tidbit for you and everyone listening but (laughs) um, (laughs) if I'm going to talk about it my skincare routine my favorite cleanser is the La Roche-Posay purifying foam cleanser it comes in a big blue bottle I've been wanting to try that one actually it is beautiful um for acneic skin for oily skin I'd say normal to oily skin can use this if you're dry it might dry you out just a little bit 
but I also switch to another cleanser. Um, I have the same routine, but I interchange products because I take like take track of my routine and I know when something needs to be switched out because my face is feeling more sensitized, oily, one's pissed off at me, whatever. Um, The other one that I really like is the Naturium Niacinamide Cleansing Jelly. I really like it. And also, as you can see, I do use drugstore products. So um, I am a fan of drugstore and professional products. I feel like they can intermingle uh, really well. Um, Even though some some estheticians are haters on drugstore products. And I'm like, you're missing out. But (laughs) I love this cleanser. And it's really pretty green. Um, For the morning, I then move on to maybe a toner if I'm feeling dry. So this is a professional brand that I love and it's actually really affordable. I um, use it at the studio I work at. It's SkinScript Cucumber Toner. This works for almost every skin type and it smells absolutely fantastic. It really leaves a nice layer of hydration. After that is vitamin C, which... If you don't know what to put in your skincare routine in the morning, vitamin C is a must have. It is an antioxidant. It helps fight against free radicals. It helps kind of plump up the skin and it kind of keeps the pollutants out and away from your face. And vitamin C plus SPF are like best friends. It helps fight against any UV radiation. So I use either the skin script or this is, this is, I'm going to keep this bottle forever because this made me feel so like diva i was gifted this by clean skin club um but yeah i actually really do like this but little tip is that when you're looking for vitamin c here's some notes to look at the for the packaging and for the consistency i literally have my pen i'm ready (laughs) so airless pump you don't want your vitamin c to be exposed to the air uh, there's a bunch of scientific reasons and for length purposes of the episode, I'm just going to say when oxygen gets to the vitamin C, it can destabilize it, which then makes it actually, I'm not going to say harmful, but it can do more harm than good. Uh, having an oxidized vitamin C is something that you don't want. So airless pump is good. A dark bottle and keep your vitamin C in a drawer. Don't leave it out in the sun because light can make it oxidized as well. And, uh, even though I'm an esthetician, I'm still on a bu- on a budget in my mind because I will forever be frugal. But we don't want to waste our products, okay? I'm also a recovering product hoarder, so <laughs> <laughs> another story. <laughs> yeah, that that's another that's a, that's a completely other episode. I can fill up two hours of that. <laughs> um, and usually, I keep it pretty simple. This is when uh, I would apply sunscreen. Just because I understand the way my face forms oil throughout the day. But the sunscreen I'm using right now is the Ola Henriksen, question mark. Um, It's a mineral sunscreen. I like it. I'm currently going through a certain amount of sunscreens that I have. And I'm putting myself on a limit before I can buy any more. So I like this. This is good for oily skin. It dries down more matte. Um. So it's okay. I like it. Probably like a solid seven out of 10. I'm going to scare you guys away from skin cancer this entire episode. The tan always drops in medium. My light, my, like my godsend. 
love it. I put it on every single day. I put it on my body. You don't need to fry yourself. Thank you. Amen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then my night routine, cleanse. And my night routine is actually really easy. Cleanse. And then if it's an exfoliation night, I use the Dermalogica Daily Microfoliant. I will talk about this exfoliant probably four times this episode. <laughs> this is one of the best basic exfoliants if you have no clue where to start. And then I use some type of retinol. I've worked my way up to every other night. Retinol is something that you have to build tolerance to. Don't go balls to the wall and do it every night, every other night, not even every two nights. Do two times a week. Work your way up. Time is your friend with this. But I use these glycolic and retinol pads by SkinScript. And I'm actually super excited because I ordered French skincare and I have a French pharmaceutical retinol coming in the mail. So that's so exciting. Retinol is one of those things that like I've always been a little nervous to try because I have such sensitive skin on top of all the other things that are kind of I'm working through with it. And like I know it will help in the long term with that sensitivity. I've heard from my dermatologist kind of. But I'm just so scared. I don't even know which one to try. I'm like, do I try a, uh, what is it called? Over-the-counter one first or like a prescription one, which is kind of a better place to start for sensitive skin. Well, you don't even have to use retinol. There's retinol alternatives. There's certain retinols made for sensitive skin, but once again, it's a tolerance type of thing. So retinol alternatives, one of my favorite of all time is the brand SkinScript, it has a, um, I think it's called beta carotene exfoliant or whatever, and it's papaya. It's a natural form of vitamin A. So it helps with that skin turnover, push everything out, and even pregnant women can use that product. So there's alternatives for sensitive skin. Don't lose hope. <laughs> um, there, I mean, the skincare world is so wide, so it's definitely possible for you to find one. But if you want to build up your tolerance, I personally think that retinol is worth the splurge once you get to a certain point. So if you want to start off your retinol journey and you have not built up any kind of tolerance, I say over the counter, start with that. Um, Just because it's a smaller percent of retinol, you can get used to it. And then over like every three months, you can kind of bump it up. Okay. But start, it's always better to start gentle. It's better to be gentle with your skin because it's easier to prevent than treat. Yes. Okay. Good to know. I wrote that down. Mm -hmm. Definitely will be looking into that. And I like the idea of the papaya being like a substitute because I've, I've kind of learned that a lot of these skin treatments or products that you put or chemicals is the word I was looking for certain chemicals. I've seen that they can be swapped out for your skin and get a similar effect. There's always other alternatives for you if it doesn't work for your face or your skin in specific. Yes, you are absolutely correct. I'm proud of you. I will always say there is something that will work for you. It's whether you see something and we have to find an alternative or it's something that you didn't even look at. And now it's like, oh, wait, this actually works for me. So patience. Patience, patience, patience with skincare. You cannot give yourself enough patience. It's also a very good self-practice. I have a struggle with patience terribly. Girl, me too. (laughs) Yes. The whole waiting period of skincare to work has literally taught me 
to be more patient. Um, my therapist is happy about that one. But yeah, and I think it's a good lesson to learn to be patient with yourself and your skin um, because your skin runs on a cycle too. And that cycle slows down by, I believe, a day or so after you turn 25. You usually have a 28-day cycle of your skin where you push out and you shed and then you have an entire like new layer, all that kind of stuff. So good thing to note is give yourself at least a month for a product to work, to see if it doesn't work, to see if it was just purging for the first week and a half, two weeks. That's that's something to note because a lot of the times with my acne clients, I see them, like one of the biggest problems is the fact that they didn't give themselves time to get used to a product or allow a product to work or, you know, they continue just using a product or something and they weren't patient enough. And my, my dear, my little babies, my little acne clients, I always tell them like, you need to be patient with yourself, be kind with yourself. Um, Cause there's just, there's never enough time to figure out your skincare routine, but you have to allow yourself that time. Right. I told the patience thing, I think, especially with acne and other kind of just larger skin concerns it's so hard to maintain. I have a personal story from this. I got a chemical peel from an esthetician. I think it was 2021. So two years ago, I got this chemical peel. This was when I was really struggling with acne. Looking back on it, I don't know if that was the smartest thing when I was like fully inflamed all over my face. But I was really stressed out because the first week after doing that, I saw no difference. It made my skin super scaly and gross, but I was like, I was really down on myself for it. But then I learned that patience is a virtue when it comes to this kind of thing, because come a year later, once I implemented that resurfacing of the skin, if that's the right term for it, and I had those professional services done to my skin, my acne ended up clearing. And it could be a result of a bunch of other things I brought into my life. I went gluten-free and for me, diet shows up on my face like so much. It's actually insane. More than products that I've seen for me, diet shows up through my skin problems. And if you're like me in that way, you'll you'll know. Honestly, check out gluten and I don't mean to like bring gluten-free into this, but I didn't realize I was gluten-free. And then when I went off, I like my skin on my, I mean, my acne on my cheeks just like vanished. It was yeah, crazy. Well, congratulations on your journey. I'm so happy that you, <laughs> thank you. You, you figured it out in a larger extent. Definitely diet. Once again, reiterating the inside shows on the outside, but totally. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree with that. Um, one of the main things that I usually tell my acne clients or people who are just struggling with skin in general, spe like speaking of Accutane, um, kind of go through what's happening in your body, what you're putting in your body. I really don't enjoy when I hear a 14 year old comes to me and she's like, I've been on Accutane for six months. And then I ask, have you been to the doctor to get your hormone levels checked out? Have you tried to stop eating gluten for like a little bit? And she's like, no, I just got thrown on Accutane. That's one of my biggest pet peeves with acne. Um, acne thrives in chaos. So if if your inner workings are turning up, your acne will absolutely turn up on you. So I definitely think that 
working on your diet, your stress levels. Oh my God, I can't ex- mm-hmm. like express that enough, even for myself, working on your environment. Um, and I'm not an exercise. I'm not even saying you need to go be a bodybuilder. Just a little walk, you know, take care of the inside because then everything else will flourish. Yeah. That Yes. Seriously. And it's so worth getting those hormones checked. And Lydia did mention that hormones aren't everything when it comes to acne. It can definitely be a player, but it's worth getting it checked and kind of just like making sure that if you're estrogen dominant, that's not the reason why some of your things are showing up on your face or vice versa, testosterone dominant and all those things, men and women, everyone has estrogen and testosterone. And we could get deeper into that, but we won't for the sake of time. But with all this acne talk, what do you have to say for someone who is struggling right now? And what advice do you have for being comfortable in your skin with acne? Like, how can we remind people that it's completely normal and that you're still beautiful with and without it? And that when you look at someone, you're not looking directly at their acne. I quite literally am going to say the almost exact thing. The way I just get like goosebumps thinking about it. And I'm pretty sure a lot of us have had friends with acne. When you look at that friend, is the first thing you say to them, oh, I see your acne. Or is the first thing you see and thing you notice is their voice, their smile, their eyes. If they look happy today, if they look sad, you need to treat yourself the same. Like, why don't you deserve that same treatment? It's just acne. And, you know such a high percentage of the population has acne people have dealt with acne but you need to realize that there's 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 always going to be mean people but you wouldn't treat your best friend like that so you need to be your own best friend and treat yourself kindly there is ways to help yourself don't be hopeless um I feel like one part of information that isn't really spread for acne is acne doesn't have a cure acne cannot be cured acne always has the chance of relapsing so another reason why I get pissed off about people going going on Accutane, there's no cure. There's only managing it. So getting into that mindset of, okay, there's a chance that it could come back. And I'm okay with that because I'm going to take the time to care for myself and my skin and figure out what works, what doesn't work. And remember, it is an emo- it's, it's an emotional thing. Um, you're allowed to feel upset because you have acne. You're allowed to feel upset because you do see your face changing a little bit. I mean, with the whole aging thing, you know, you're allowed to feel upset, but it's you. And there is only one singular you on this planet. And there's a lot of people that love that you. Without the acne, without, I'm going to make myself cry. <laughs> with like with, with or without the acne, with or without extra weight on, with or without a certain haircut, whatever. Even if you're your own hater for a second, there are people out there that love you still with acne. So you need to love you with mm-hmm. acne. Because then I feel like you can love yourself with clear skin even more. That was so beautifully said. Like that was, oh my gosh. Thank you. for that, seriously. (laughs) I, like, if I could emphasize (laughs) what you just said in a message, like how you emphasize it, it, I would do it. I'd pin it if whatever you just said. (laughs) That was everything and more that I would also say to you guys. And from someone who's also struggled with it, you are not defined by your acne. And it's, it can be a temporary thing. And it never makes you 
ugly and I'm putting air quotes because people have this correlation with ugly and acne and it's just it doesn't even make sense more than half of the population humans on this earth have acne and we've put suffered with next to the term acne and it's suffered with because like it's become a beauty standard to not have it and to have clear skin but there are a lot of cultures out there where it doesn't even matter it like you don't even see it you look right past it and don't let stupid beauty standards kind of bring your entire light down listen when I have my little moments of feeling bad I'm like acne doesn't pay my bills (laughs) acne isn't driving to and from work today acne isn't getting food in my stomach so you know what I can put this aside for a second and (laughs) see the bigger picture but that is so true yes because I mean it's the same for the whole I guess the fad on people being obsessed with anti-aging too mm-hmm. um that is one thing oh my gosh I see this more than I see any type of blemish or whatever I would I wish I could do more extractions but I just see all this <laughs> anti-aging stuff all the time but I definitely think those two correlate because those are like the biggest concerns I see in my treatment room yeah. and I personally have my qualms with the whole anti-aging movement because I don't, I don't even like that term anti-aging. I don't use that in my treatment room. It doesn't even make sense. Like it's impossible to (laughs) anti-age. Hallelujah. It's not humanly possible. And, and like. Hey, thanks for listening. This marks the end of part one of the two-part series. Stay tuned for the next episode to drop as it will be the second part and the end of our conversation. Next episode, we're talking all about anti-aging, giving out advice, and answering the questions that you submitted in our Instagram poll. So thanks so much for tuning into this one. We will see you as soon as part two drops.